Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. Part two of last week. Yeah. We so we recorded last week, the day before the finale dropped, and now we're here discussing the finale. And episode five. Mo- and episode like, five. Because we really did not get to get into episode five at all last week, so we cut ourselves off before we did an injustice to that episode. <laughs> or went for two hours. No one asked for that. Yeah, also I had to go to work, so that wasn't happening. <laughs> so, um, hey, today is episode five and episode six of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this back-to-back, we do not need to rehash all of who is in this and all that stuff. We don't, except I do th- one thing. Uh, I'm not sure, and I really hope we didn't, I hope we did not misgender the director, Carrie Skogland. That is a woman. I'm pretty sure we didn't really mention her beyond the name, but just in case, our apologies, you did an amazing job. Yes. Honestly, I really found out on Twitter the other day, I was like, Carrie because Sco- it was like, um, I don't know, just Carrie Scogland, her, uh, used pronouns, and I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I didn't really think about it, and then yeah. I literally immediately looked her up, and I was like, oh, oh my god, this yeah. a, a woman directed this. Yeah, and I'm more... I'm mad at myself for a lot of reasons, but part of that is for immediately assuming a woman did not direct the entire Same, thing. Same, though. That's that's Same. on me. That's some internalized stuff I will work out off uh, off the mic. <laughs> I mean, that was just, like, the biases coming through, like, yeah. where we just assumed that a man was going to direct this. But also, not even just the biases, the history. We, like, the expectation. The history of Marvel casting as directors. Mm-hmm. So, like why would we assume that it's a woman based on hit the history of Marvel, you know? Yeah. yeah. But anyways. I'm not, like, not giving us a pass on that, but like, at the same time, like, there's there's reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. There's ways our biases were built, but the important thing yeah. is Carrie Skoglin did a kick-ass job with this show. Yes. Yes, she did. Top bottom. It was so good. Okay. So, we left off the last episode talking about um, John Walker's whole arc because we had to talk about that. It was, yeah, what, a, what an ass. Um, so much to unpack. There was so much to unpack. Um, but we didn't get to talk about um, what Sam was going through in episode five. Um, mm-hmm. So actually at the start of episode five, um, which I think was the moment all of us were waiting for, was Bucky and Sam beating the crap out of John and <laughs> yeah. stealing the, the shield back. Yeah. There were a certain framing elements that I thought were very uh, a la Civil War that made sense. Yes. Which I'm sure was intentional. I'm not like a genius for pointing that out. Like the, the intentionality of the, the parallels here. And that was yeah. one of them. I was like, ah, I've seen this fight before, but I'm yeah. not on his side this time. <laughs> I'm not on the one getting beaten up side. I mean, the difference here is that at least Tony was had a fighting chance. <laughs> um, John Walker did not. Nope. He was not souped up to at this point, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he, had, he had, had the serum, serum and he was losing. Um, I think the difference here is that John Walker is so filled with um, a level of ego... And, um, although I guess you can describe Tony the same way. Ego, and I think what really defines John Walker, at least to me, is his, he's exceptional, but he, at his core, he's still so mediocre. 
So, like, even when he has super serum and he's up against, like, real heroes, there's just something about, like, I don't know, the way he expected him to no, win. No, I think it's just that he's mediocre. And he's, at, yeah, at the end of the day, he's still mediocre. I Versus... think if you turn... Tony in Avengers said to Steve, the everything special about you came out of a bottle. Mm-hmm. And that line fits John so perfectly in that moment. Yeah, 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 you're right. Because he's really not special. He's just some normal, regular, all-American boy mm-hmm. who joined the military for whatever reasons, mm-hmm. and he did his job, and he he did it exceptionally. He has medals yeah. for it. Yeah. But um, in the scope of Marvel, that's not particularly exceptional. Right. That is probably the same resume as a lot of a lot of side characters in this universe. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's just yeah, not 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 actually exceptional. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull back my punches here. I don't think he's an exceptional character. I think mm-hmm. he's very mediocre. Yeah. Um, but, but last we'll say about John Walker, and we'll we'll kind of tie into no. It there's as, definitely more to say about yeah, John Walker in this as episode, the but episode goes on. Um, Definitely mediocre, and I think that's what made him interesting. Yeah. But we'll talk about his conclusion as things go, because we should we really need to focus on Sam. Yeah, well, I think one thing in this scene, mm-hmm. of the fight scene, right, um, I, I loved whenever Sam specifically got the upper hand on John, mm-hmm. because John had this mentality that, like, if he was a super soldier, it'd be so easy and he would never lose any fight ever again. Yeah, he'd be, like, um, he'd be invincible. He'd be invincible. Yes. Yeah. Like, um, a scene we absolutely forgot to mention last episode was when the Wakandans came back to take Zemo. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, Bucky's 12 hours or however many hours were up. Yeah. And so Ao came up and was like, all right, we're, we're grabbing him. Yeah. Um, but John was there. And was like, excuse me, no, he's going to be my prisoner, not yours. So Also, hi, I'm Captain America. And that means nothing. And Ao is like, the Dora Milaje (laughs) have uh, jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje go. (laughs) And I was like, I love this. I don't know how um, much in the real world, politically, I would love that. (laughs) <laughs> but because it's the Dora Milaje and yeah. it's them, I yeah. love it. The I can't describe what it is, but the tone shift that anytime the Dora Milaje show up anywhere, it's just you're so like you're just like fist pumping, you're hyped, like I think it's genuinely because when they're in a room mm-hmm. it is similar to like the Black Widow feeling of you just know yeah. that they're gonna win the fight that they're in. They're in control. They are in control of everything in the happening right now. Yeah, yeah. Like it's and, just that level that you know that they are the baddest bitch in the room. Yeah, and you absolutely support them. <laughs> yes, exactly. So when um, John Walker tries to demean them, of what does he call them? Pointy sticks. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, he says, let's put down the pointy sticks, and uh, I don't remember anything that happens. I just know that he got his ass handed to him. Yeah, and Sam was like, Bucky, you gotta step in. Yeah, I do like how and they were going at, like, they were starting to fight, and um, Bucky and Sam were watching, because they had no quarrel. This was not their fight. No. But eventually, they did have to step in. 
But just just Bucky's little, you're doing great, John. <laughs> like, fantastic. Amazing. Incredible. Love it. Yeah. And when they actually did start fighting, I was like, I hate this. Um, and mm-hmm. Bucky deserved to lose that arm in that fight. <laughs> I'm, he, I'm just yeah. going to say that right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but after John gets his ass kicked, he says... And they weren't even super soldiers. Yet, even more demeaning. Even more demeaning. Because, like, he was just upset that a bunch of black women beat his ass. Yeah. He not, zero disregard for their years of training and service. Yeah. Anyways, he just saw them as less than. He expected less than. He, he thought he was going to win that fight. Yep. John enters a fight with the same confidence that the Dora do, but does not have the experience to back that up. Absolutely. He is white America. I don't know what to tell you. He's just yeah, the perfect analogy. The, he is the epitome. He is the mm-hmm. the visual represent, representation of America now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that fuels him taking the serum. Mm-hmm. And I know that there is a point to this. Yes. Um, that's what makes it so sweet when Sam is getting the upper hand on John because he yeah. again thought, like I said yeah. before, that it was going to solve his issues. It was going to make him invincible. That mm-hmm. any battle he fought in, it was going to do exactly. He was going to like have the goal of it was going to just work for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when Sam and Bucky take that shield from him, <sighs> it is masterful. Yeah. yeah. That whole fight scene, I gotta say, the fight choreography is probably one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. of watching this show, because um, the way they each character fights, it, I think, is really telling to who they are as, as people mm-hmm. as well. Like, like we talked about how, like, John Walker always goes in with a gun. Steve never had a gun. He, um, Sam is a bit of both. Like, he never has a gun, but he uses the things around him. He uses his resources. That makes sense. Yeah, but his wings are the thing that are just... Yeah. What he utilizes the most. And in this scene, the wings do get... Yeah. Unfortunately. And then, um... Bucky, I, you can tell just, like, the different ways he was trained, because he was like, trained to fight all sorts of ways. As a, yeah, as the but Winter you can Soldier. also tell how he doesn't fight with the same lethalness mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of, you know, from Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, he's not he's not cold about it. He's a lot more conscious about the fight than I think whenever he was Winter Soldier and he was on the mission. He was just a lot more cold mm-hmm. and precise. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, later we'll get into the final fight, but I think even Carly's fighting style was really mm-hmm. interesting to watch. Um, yeah, and the, the last bit about this scene that I want to touch upon is Sam with the shield and just trying to wipe oh, away the blood. the blood. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, Anthony Mackie is such a good actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that scene just hits you straight through your core. Like, you're just like... Oh. It really when hurts. You see that. Yeah. Like the pain in his eyes, the like tremor in his hand mm-hmm. as he's wiping it away. There's just something in that scene that you're watching it and you're like, man, I am so sorry that this happened. It's such a personal moment. You're like, I like you kind of want to look away, you know, like if you yeah. were there in the room, you wouldn't you wouldn't have watched Sam do that. You would have yeah. let Sam had a moment. And that really like sets off sam's journey Mm -hmm. now because the shield is back in his hands Mm -hmm. um 
Bucky basically says, like, you never should have let this go. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, like, move on. Sam goes back to New Orleans. He goes back to his family. And mm-hmm. um, I think what the best part of this um, episode, which has been pointed out by many TikTokers, and I really cannot remember where I saw it first, so I wish I could credit this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not until Sam comes back home and stops trying to rely on the bravado of being the Falcon and being mm-hmm. an Avenger. It's not, yeah. he, he wants to fix up the boat. His sister is like, well, we actually can't sell it. No one will buy it. So right. the only option now is to fix it up. And Sam right. finally kind of like takes a step back and goes, okay, mm-hmm. um, what are the actual actionable steps I can take? And he leans on his community. Right. Yeah. Instead, like the black community around him, he leans on those people and calls mm-hmm. in those favors. And you can see how they all lift each other up to help him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not until like, I think that scene or that like realization that there's sort of um, not a humbling, but like, mm-hmm. I can't think of another word to it that I think yeah. opens him up to being able to uh start taking on the mantle for himself mm-hmm. as Captain America. Yeah, I agree. I think it shows that like when you're taking on a mantle like Captain America, you have to decide yeah. what who and what you're fighting for. And I think that reminder of the people who supported and loved him back home was like I'm fi- this is what I'm fighting for. Yeah. Um and the other thing I and not to correct you, but I think one of the things that the differences uh between Sam and John Walker is Sam you used his um, reputation as the Falcon, not in a way of like, he expected things the same way John did. He just thought that like, I worked hard, I earned this place. I thought the systems around me would support me better. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't trying to say that like, he... I, no, there's no yeah, no. I knew what you comparing meant. Sam and John. I just mean, like, clearly in that first episode, you saw him go to the bank with the expectation yeah. of this guy being like, oh my god, like, this is the Falcon. Yeah. So clearly this is someone who is deserving of respect. Right, yeah. No, you're right. Because you've seen him fight for you in mm-hmm. the past, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I so got like, you. Like, that's what I meant. Yeah, I got you. And then the other, t- and also it echoes because there are times whenever he's like, "There's got to be something I can do. I'll call somebody." And I think the this moment of seeing what his community can do for him is when he kind of realized that like mm-hmm. the military-industrial U.S. government complex isn't going to do anything for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and the other part of episode five that we didn't get really into is um, part of building up community and figuring out who he's going to fight for is he mm-hmm. has a very heart-wrenching conversation with Isaiah. Yeah, he has the conversation with Isaiah. I mixed up um, the order of this episode. He goes to talk to Isaiah before he goes home, and he goes with oh, the shield. Okay. Yeah, he wants he wants to give Isaiah the shield. He wants to give him what he thinks is, is earned to him. Yeah. Deserved. Um, Isaiah but Isaiah deserves. doesn't even want to look at it. Absolutely not. Don't blame him. He doesn't want to look at it. He doesn't want to... He doesn't even want it in his house, but Sam mm-hmm. brings it in his house. Um, and listen, there's nothing that the two of us can say about this scene that yeah. we relate to. Like, yeah. this is very clearly about the 
black experience in America. Mm-hmm. Two generations. It's, yeah. It's about the generational trauma mm-hmm. and um, the scene is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And again, if your eyes were glued <laughs> shut and watching this entire show and, and ears, you're still thinking that this is not about race this yeah. conversation proves that it's about race absolutely the entire thing you you cannot have america without race and racism so you can't have captain america without tied yeah. to race and racism and yeah. i whoever wrote this scene uh did a fantastic job because the scene was it was amazing to watch because I'd never seen or expected anything like this, honestly, from mm-hmm. the MCU, from a, mm-hmm. from superhero, from a superhero context. I'd never expected to see uh, a, a conversation so honest about race. Yeah. So in this scene, um, Isaiah is basically just telling his story. Yeah. Um, and when we first meet him, Bucky says, I didn't tell you about him, about him because he's been through enough you know right and when you hear his story you're like yeah Bucky did the right thing mm-hmm. because I don't want to like boil it down there's like a couple specifics that I I want to get in like one really specific that I want to mm-hmm. get into with the story but basically they did experiments on him they uh created a battalion basically of black yeah. super soldiers mm-hmm. um and then when a bunch of them got caught. The like government, kid, like prisoners of war, kidnapped. Yeah, mean, right. They yeah. were pr- prisoners of yeah, not like they were you know fighting the good yeah. fight, and yeah. then they got captured. That's what I meant. Oh, okay, yeah. not caught, captured. <laughs> um, again, words can be difficult, and I know that we podcast, <laughs> but like words are hard. I'm just double checking because I want to make sure I'm following the story. Yes. But yeah, no, I got you. The government was like, or the army, the military was like, mm-hmm. we're just going to nuke it. Yeah. Because they weren't thinking of these black men as people. They were thinking of them as um, weapons of war that are now under enemy control. Yeah. Yeah. And experiments and things to cover up. The whole, yes. like, if this got out. So yeah, they were prepared to kill them all. So what Isaiah did was sneak out in the dead of night mm-hmm. and go and save them by himself. Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah. This is such a clear parallel to Steve Rogers in the mm-hmm. first Avenger that, like, it's hard not to... It's You can't not make that comparison, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then... Steve gets commended for this. He they he becomes they, like, Captain com- America. That's how that's his moment. Yeah. That is his superhero moment in that movie. Mm-hmm. But for Isaiah, he gets thrown in jail. Yep. He gets thrown in jail. To experiment it on. Stays there until a nurse at his prison um took pity on him, fell in love with him. I think I honestly I got really kind of confused at the end there about who he was talking about if it was his wife or if it was just a random nurse who was just like trying to I think it was a random nurse because one of the other things the other like super painful thing that he experiences is his wife died while he was oh, locked up yes yes so yes, I don't yes, think yes, he yes. ends up with the nurse never mind sorry yeah. I I got kind of like mixed up when it came to who he was talking about mm-hmm. because 
Um, the one thing that Falcon and the Winter Soldier does really badly is that it passed the Bechdel test once. One time. That makes sense. There weren't a whole lot of women. It, there it weren't a whole lot of women talking to each other. For a singular minute scene that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. So they didn't even have the audacity to name these women in Isaiah's life. Mm. To my to my remembrance, to my knowledge. So it would be very... It, it is kind of confusing because I couldn't remember... Couldn't keep yeah. straight. Yeah. Regardless. Um, the nurse helps him break out mm-hmm. and... Um, makes him a death certificate they yeah. say he died so yeah. he's now legally dead just the best thing that could have happened to him and he's very happy with that because he wants mm-hmm. to stand he doesn't want people to know who he is mm-hmm. and that's why bucky made the right decision in saying no mm-hmm. he like i i didn't want to tell anybody about him because he's been through enough it was isaiah's wishes to stay anonymous yeah yeah it wasn't like Isaiah was screaming from the rooftops, like, I should have been Captain America, I'm a super soldier. Yeah. He just wanted to live a life with the, the family he had. He just wanted to continue living yeah. living out the rest of his days, you know? Yeah. But the thing that I think <sighs> hit, hits home the most in this scene for Sam is when Isaiah tells him, like, America will never accept a black man as Captain America. Yeah. It will never be possible. Like, I am proof. Yep. And... On top of that, no self-respecting black man would ever want to be Captain America. Yeah. And I that hits Sam hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's a very heavy emotional scene that yeah. we would never even begin to understand. Mm-hmm. Because it is just not part of my history yeah not part of your history like it's it's not our lived experiences it's not mm. even close to any of our lived experiences even even as two non-black people it was an amazing scene to watch because like i said in the canon of like superhero movies and like i said the first time i saw this trailer i thought it was just gonna be a punchy punch fun time and then this dropped and again they're still talking about like a superhero like captain america but you you, you know what they're actually talking about yeah and it's um which is very well done it was very well done mm-hmm it feels weird to transition to the next scene that I feel like we should talk about just to, like, get it over with. Yeah. I guess, clunky segue, while yeah. Sam is doing this, Bucky... Bucky goes to Sokovia, where Zemo is, and he's looking at the... Um, the memorial, which memorial. was mentioned earlier. Yes. And I did, li- I did like how they tied it in. I also have to backtrack from last episode. Apparently Zemo is a Nazi. <gasps> I don't... <laughs> That's a very like, strange reaction. Like, I shouldn't be happy Zemo's a Nazi. <laughs> but it's like more canon, like explicit Nazi in the comics. Okay. But like the way he is in the in the movies isn't like Nazi. But he is Hydra. No, he's not Hydra. Like he's just a Nazi. In, like, Separate in, things. Or he's no, a Nazi on his mean, own. Like, I just mean in the MCU, he's not like a Nazi. Okay. Like or he's not Hydra. Oh, he's okay, just, okay, okay. He's just evil, but he he also, like, the way he wants to wipe out super soldiers and that, mm-hmm. like, mentality is kind of Nazi-ish. So I'm just gonna, like, I'm so sorry that I said that. He is a Nazi. 
I oh okay. I don't want to stand him, but I a little bit do. But I also like don't care about him. Like he could never show up in the MCU again, and I'd be fine. Yeah, I thought he was an interesting addition to this cast, and I liked yes. the the role he served. So like, I don't blame you for like not stand. I don't want to say standing, but I don't it's, blame it's you. It's also for, like, not standing. Like I just yeah. I just enjoyed his presence. Like it was an interesting yeah. dynamic. Yeah, that's what I meant. I really does. He has a great villain shoulder walk. That actor yeah. really threw his all into his shoulders. What is hysterical, actually, is that historically, that actor played, like, good guys. Oh, Like, he was, like, you know, the next door, the, like, the, yeah. the, the kid next door kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. archetype. And how he became, like, the villain person is through uh-huh. Inglorious Bastards, because Quentin Tarantino was like, no, I see something evil in you, and cast Ooh. him as a Nazi in that. Fascinating. <laughs> Full circle fascinating he went from playing the good guy to um just nazis just nazis <laughs> anyways props to this anyways. actor uh he, he was very charismatic as his role yeah yeah so props to this actor yes but um what i mean to get to is um bucky and ao and the other dora are there and he's like all right take him like Z- zemos goes yep. but before he leaves ao's like Maybe don't come back to Wakanda for a little while because mm-hmm. people are going to be really mad about this. Yep. And Bucky has the audacity to ask for a favor. <laughs> but at the very least, it's not for himself. Yeah, yeah. It is for Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, it's not confirmed that, that this is what he's asking for in the scene, but like you obviously know that this is what he's asking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's asking for them to make Sam a suit. I love that. Yeah. And I it's an love his suit. suit is bathed in Wakanda. It was so yes. cool. Uh, because you know that America wasn't going to do that for him. Absolutely not. Especially if they weren't going to give him a good suit. I know. It's such, it's such a good suit. Um, but yeah, so I like that that like, little th- mention happens there because you know that someone would be like, where can you get the suit like mm-hmm. later? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then... And then we have a whole montage scene with Sam. Which is very good. There it's were a lot, good. a whole lot of Easter eggs in this that um, I found out through TikTok later. Uh, it was overall, I thought it was a solid training montage. It was a very solid training montage. And the reason, I think also the, the exact tipping point for Sam to start this whole training montage is like seeing um, his nephews like playing with the shield and like his sister being like, what are you, why are you listening to some old cur- curmudgeony what is that word curmudgeon curmudgeon yeah curmudgeony like man yeah like listen to us like the people in your life like Mm -hmm. and not to say that isaiah's thoughts and feelings are not valid they are but it was like you get more than one perspective sam yeah yeah and uh, again that's it's just sam building on who who's who's he fighting for yeah um so what's I mean, I feel like we need to mention the one thing I'm sure that you also saw from Straw Hat Goofy, who, again, was Love right. this man. Yes. Right. The entire time. How dare literally any of his haters. Yeah. But continue. Um, the way that Sam was being framed whenever he was on his runs. Yeah. He was, like, leaving room on, on his left. left. On your left. For Steve. <sighs> Who's ever decision that was genius genius move loved it really good yeah and um sam and bucky have a really nice moment in 
during this where Mm -hmm. Bucky confirms that Steve spoke to him before he left to be like, hey, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. And that both of them, both Bucky and Steve, had no idea what the weight of giving that to Mm -hmm. a black man was. Because why would they? Yeah, why would they? You know, honestly. Especially from two guys from the 40s. (laughs) Yeah. Like... Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why would they? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a, a very nice, like, reconciling moment because Bucky was able to apologize for his actions. Mm-hmm. And Sam gave him some very good therapy advice that was probably <laughs> better than every single piece of advice his actual therapist gave him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. Sam is superior. Yeah. He used to do that all the time. Like, group, group yeah. work. Yeah, God, he's like that's Sam. how we met him was leading a like a workshop for mm-hmm. veterans. Yeah. Um but I think so now it's time to talk about episode 6. Yeah, we have a whole finale to get through, so let's go. I mean, the thing is is that nothing really happens in this finale. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. to talk about, but nothing happens. It's very much plot wrap up and or like MCU lead on. Yeah. So, general plot, right, is mm-hmm. um the Flag smashers are mm-hmm. like, hey, we are going to attack New York to stop, like, this vote from happening. Right. Because the vote was to basically, like... Reestablish borders. Reestablish people borders. Out. Um, basically create a lot more refugees. Right. And not actually help them. Right. Um, so the flag smashers are like, no. And mm-hmm. so they were planning on kidnapping all the people who were making the vote. Right. Um, and they succeed. They do that. They do. They get them in trucks. Yes. So, um, the way that this episode starts, though, is so good. We, we're, we're not seeing Sam yet. It's, um, Bucky right. and Sharon are on the ground. Oh, because the building's in lockdown. There's, like, yes. red alerts flashed. Yes. Okay, I remember now. Bucky, Bucky and Sharon are on the ground. Sharon's been called in, um, to help. And she, she, like, has that little mask thingy. That, like, changes mm-hmm. her face. And I was like, why aren't you using that more? I know. you Like, they just brought it up the one time. And I was like, did you use that to just get back to America? And then you were like, well, I'm here now. Take it off. could have lived her life like that. I mean, like, obviously, Anyways. like, whatever. Um, and, you know, Sam is talking from the, from the, the air. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> since the second he was handed that freaking shield. I, mm-hmm. I, in past episodes, I've said this, I cannot wait to get the full, like, red, white, and blue wings mm-hmm. with the shield. I could not wait <laughs> to get the yeah. aerial shield moments. I yeah. was so excited. Yeah. So, when we got that moment where the shield just freaking flew through the window and Sam flew in after it, man. <laughs> What an entrance. It was such I, an entrance. I screamed. I screamed. I was oh, so happy. I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> the excitement. I was like, this is Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He made his entrance the way, just the Sam, the Sam way, the way on his own terms of just like the heat of battle. Things are going down. He yeah. Take care of the situation. He doesn't need pomp and circumstance. He doesn't need a no. press conference. No. Yeah. This is, this is just him. And when someone asks him, like, who are you? It's just very plain, I'm Captain America. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, there's not, mm-hmm. like, 
the crazy it's, mm-hmm. and there's no I know we made fun of John for saying I'm Captain America I'm Captain America I'm Captain America so much we we because it was obnoxious it was obnoxious it was but it was the ha- way yeah. Sam delivers the line it's an assurance it's, yeah mm-hmm. it's not like well, I'm Captain America it's mm-hmm. I am Captain America mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's it and he doesn't need to say it again yeah yeah no one questions it no and actually the guy's response to that isn't well i thought we fired him it was isn't he on the moon (laughs) like people aren't even thinking about john walker right john walker's stint was so short Mm -hmm. and so stupid that people they're still thinking about steve in universe don't Mm -hmm. even think about john walker when they think about captain america yeah absolutely Yeah. yeah 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 so there's that um again like I know that you want to talk about the fights, so if you want to go off on that, you can, because I'm, I don't have much to say other than there were fights. There were fights. The only thing I wanted to say is, because overall I found Carly as a, a, a tiring character, mm-hmm. I, like, a lot about her arc was very, uh, it was interesting but predictable, and I was, I was ready for her to, her story to play out. The only yeah. thing I want to say about her is her fighting style was really interesting when she was fighting John Walker, because you could see... John Walker's, like, trained versus just, like, her direction was just, like, a teenager lashing out. Like, she had no formal mm-hmm. training. She was just throwing punches and kicking and, like, climbing on things. And I thought that was just a really good um, choice on the director and fight choreographer's part. Um, Other than that, we can we can move on. Carly, Carly served her purpose. She was angry. She was an extremist because she was pushed to the extremes. And then, uh, spoiler alert, she died. She does die. But before that happens, she has a conversation with Sharon. And oh, yeah. um, this is the one and only time I believe that the Bechdel test is passed in this entire freaking show. Um, and it's yeah. when Sharon approaches, not approaches, but like goes up to Carly and is like, hey, um, join me again. And like mm-hmm. be, be, my, be my right hand person again. Right. And Carly's like, I don't want to work for the power broker anymore. <laughs> and that's... And like we didn't talk about it last episode very much, but right. um, or at all. I don't. I don't remember at this point. Not really. Um, but the whole theory was that either Sharon was working for the power broker, like mm-hmm. right, right up there with the power broker, mm-hmm. or she was the power broker. Yeah. And um, there's this whole theory with like not theory, like Apple will not let villains use their products. Oh right, you mentioned this. I don't know. Did I mention it on... You mentioned it in WandaVision because we were wa- watching um, Agatha. Okay, so once again, Apple does... It didn't help us then, but it, helps, <laughs> it helped us in this show because okay. Sharon did not use an Apple product, but Bucky was using one, Sam was using one. Like, there were characters with Apple products, yeah. so it wasn't like oh, there were no Apple products. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. So Sharon was using, like, an Android or something. Right. And so that was the kind of, like, everyone's first clue, like, well, not first clue. She was acting real sketch the entire mm-hmm. time that she was on screen for every single episode. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like clear that she wasn't really on the up and up anymore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of one of those anticlimactic, oh, scenes. Someone, we just finally said it. Yeah. <laughs> we just finally said it. Kind of like when Agatha finally revealed herself, it wasn't like a, I knew that. It was right. like a, yes. Like, oh yeah. my God. Like. Yes, like, I, like, or it was kind of like an, I knew it, not a, like, oh, mm-hmm. I knew it. 
Right. I think it's partially because WandaVision was bouncing off the walls, like fan theories, like mm-hmm. anything we could throw at the at the fan to see what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and this one, because it wasn't so fan theory-esque, it was, we were following along a strict plot. We were like, okay, no, we're just like, we're just laying down the track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, also not to backtrack a little, but there was something that I saw on TikTok that apparently there was a whole arc in this show that was about a pandemic. Yikes. Sweeping the refugee camps, basically, and killing them, and that's what Mama Danya was dying of. Yikes. It was like a pandemic. Um, so they decided to scrap that. Uh-huh. I bet they and, did. And the TikTok was like, that's why Carly deciding to kill people in that, like, building was so... Like, like it, feel, it felt like so random. Like, um, why did she uh, skip okay. to that so suddenly? Um, because to our knowledge, it was like, maybe Mama Dania was just dying of cancer. Like, right. something that actually couldn't be helped or anything. Like, she maybe she just died. Right. Versus um, powers that be were letting a pandemic ravage. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, like, there's just a level of that that's missing because that whole bit was taken out. Okay, okay. Interesting. Um, at least with Carly's character. I think there's mm-hmm. a level of growth that we're just missing because they took those scenes out. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that reveal was very like, meh. Yeah. Um, the, but then John Walker comes back. And I was so disappointed. I was very disappointed. And well, I don't know. How, we shouldn't spend too much time on it because I don't want to spend too much time on him any longer. I know. But this is... The start of what some people call, like, his redemption moment. It's not a redemption. It's not a redemption moment. And I think the thing is, um, when, the, like, the main thing is uh, the truck full of hostages is about to go over and John grabs it and hoists them back up instead of going after Carly, like, the one who killed his best friend kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. So people are like, redeemed. Because he that's lied it. to Lamar's family and said he killed the person who killed Lamar. So that's why he's also obsessively after Carly. Oh, right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, the, the point is, I think that John Walker is not a good person, but he's an interesting no. character. And that moment was just kind of re- reinforcing when Lamar told him, in the heat of the moment, you do the right thing. And that was his yeah. one moment of he did the right thing. Yeah. Other than that, we don't have to keep dwelling on him. He's not redeemed. Terrible person. No, he's not redeemed, but I just I just want to press on why I think it's so disappointing. Just his reappearance in this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I feel like they really were leading up to him doing, a, like, a crazy man switch. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? And it yeah. just, it led to nowhere. It just mm-hmm. happened, and he was just there, and he was just helping, and he had the audacity to have that stupid fake shield with him mm-hmm. and like he kept picking it up like it was doing anything it was yeah. bent and broken and dumb and he yep. had a moment where he was staring at the the he put his metal badge. he put his medal of honor on the oh, other side yeah. yeah and i just was like this is so it was just so disappointing because i feel like there was build up to this like villain reveal yeah and then mm-hmm. it just didn't happen yeah 
And then just to finish John Walker, and we don't have to talk about him again, is that at the end of this episode, he becomes U.S. agent through Julie Louis-Dreyfus's character. Which I'm excited for her. I am very excited for her. I love I Julie Louis-Dreyfus. No, they're talking about a man, so never mind. They're not passing the Bechtel test in that scene either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was, because she was talking to her, to his wife. Right. Um, but he becomes U.S. agent, and, um, apparently this is just another, like, warped character. I think he, mm-hmm. he either leads or is a part of the Marvel equivalent of the Suicide Squad. Oh! Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't like that Fascinating. Huh. Okay. Okay. Weird. I think Zemo is also a part of that team. Why would Zemo let John Walker lead him anywhere? Anyways. Why does anybody on Suicide Squad let anybody lead them anywhere? (sighs) True. Anyways, we're not going to deal with that until Marvel makes it our problem. Yes. (laughs) Which will probably happen in the next Captain America movie. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Ooh, that came from deep in my soul. That did. <laughs> I honestly, I think that the only other thing worth talking about for this episode is Sam's speech once it's all over. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think Sharon is the one who kills Carly. No? It's one of those situations where uh, Sam is there, it's the three of them, and he's like talking her down, and she has her finger on the trigger, and Sharon does the, she was gonna pull it, I had to take her da- take her out. She's just covering her tracks. Yeah. Um, because Carly wasn't gonna shoot Sam. Carly wasn't gonna shoot Sharon. But she's dead. Batroc so, also dies in this scene, no? Who? Uh, the, the French man. Oh, yeah, I think he dies in an explosion. Yeah, because she also has to cover her tracks. Sharon has to cover her tracks with him, too. Yeah. Because he now knows that she's the power broker. Right in that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about him at all, but there was a lot of paralleling Batroc with Falcon and um, Captain America in this one. Um, oh. Huh. Just because, like, the first villain we see in the Winter Soldier that S- Steve goes up against is Batroc. What? That's the Envavois guy. Like, when Sam Whoa. takes off the helmet and he's like, well, who are you without a shield? And, and Steve takes off the helmet and goes, Envavois. <laughs> Like, you know? Good memory. No, obviously. Bro, how do you not remember that? Like, that's such an iconic scene. Oh, again, you don't like the Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just going to have to rewatch this movie. I'm just going to be an annual thing. I'm just going to annually rewatch Winter Soldier. Anyways. Just to keep it in your head. Um, <laughs> because, like, there was a little side thing about how, like, Batroc wanted to kill Falcon and right. Sam, or Sash, Sam Wilson. Sash, now Captain America. Right. Um, and he was there because he was trying to kill Sam. Um, but then... Sharon kills him. Mm-hmm. But, hey. Um, yeah, so then... This, like, deeply saddens Sam. Because this entire time, like, Sam's mm-hmm. not trying to kill Carly. Like, she's he's just trying to reach out to her. Mm-hmm. He agrees with her on a lot he, of things. He does. He just doesn't agree with her methods. Right. Which is a theme in a lot of media in general, where there's usually mm-hmm. a, like far leftist character who's a terrorist mm-hmm. um and like they're just there to make make the centrist character in this case sam wilson mm-hmm. seem more rational yeah which again i 
the reason Carly was an extremist is because she was pushed to the extremes. Yeah. And, like, I side with Carly in a lot of that, too. Like, mm-hmm. um, so it's just, it's just a, a theme in media in general that there's always mm-hmm. this, like, far leftist character that's actually treated a lot worse than the far right characters who are usually mm. literal fascists. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, even, like, Avatar does this, but I don't want to dwell on this too long. We don't have a lot of time left. But Sam picks up her body mm-hmm. and flies her into the middle of everyone, like... The media the, pit. The media. The, the, the yeah, EMTs. People, like, yeah. And he gives her to the EMTs, mm-hmm. um, and she's dead, but they yeah. put her on a and they wheel her away Mm -hmm. um and this leads to the great speech whoever wrote this did a really good job because i i was talking with another friend about how like superhero speeches especially when it's so allegory heavy can go Mm -hmm. wrong real quick like they can get super heavy-handed um even like we that we've been on this journey the whole time we know what he's talking about we still have to believe that in universe People he's still like aren't getting reaching it. out to someone here. Like he's mm-hmm. trying to reach out and say, "This is what's happening." Yeah, he did um, a great job. Yeah, it's it's a very a very good speech. I mean, personally, for me, there were certain lines here or there. I was like, ugh, like. Mm-hmm. But overall, the speech was necessary. Yeah, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And like. Yeah, a couple uh, for me, a couple of lines. I was like, ugh, like cheesy, like, ugh. but, yeah. but like that's like how this kind of scene works. So it makes mm-hmm. sense to me. He um, gets his, he gets his superhero monologue. Yeah, which he deserves absolutely. But what's great is like the senator who's been the senator that we see the most, and he's mm-hmm. the senator who was like, oh, you did the right thing. Oh, that is for yes. passing on the shield to the Smithsonian just to steal it away and give it to John Walker, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, "Thank you so much for saving us." Blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and Sam is like, "Excuse me," mm-hmm. like that's what this scene becomes is him just being like, "I'm so sorry, this is your fault." Yeah, because and- at one point they're like oh, what can we do? Or no, it's the other thing. We're going to pass these laws tomorrow. Like, don't worry. This isn't going to succeed. And that's when Sam is like, that's not the point. Clearly that's the point. And then what really um, pushes Sam into this monologue is because there is this little contentious conversation between him and the senator. And Mm -hmm. yeah, because the senator says, we're going to pass the laws tomorrow. And Sam's like, you're an idiot. Like, you're not looking around. You're not seeing what's happening. And this guy is like, I don't think you understand what's happening. This is an unprecedented thing that's happening right now. And that, like, right? Well, how do you deal with millions of people coming back? And what, like, you weren't here. You didn't know what we were dealing with. And Sam's like, excuse me? <laughs> I don't understand complicated. Mm-hmm. I'm sounding like Alexis Rose in this little bit. But, like, <laughs> imagine, imagine Sam, but in, like, a manly way. <laughs> um, he's like I'm a black man in America wearing Captain America like being Captain America yeah every time some I pick up this shield someone wants to kill me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not in the normal I'm a superhero way 
in the like some random Joe wants to kill me because I'm black and I'm carrying this shield. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not the explicit way that Sam said it. <laughs> or no, Sam said it implicitly. I'm saying it explicitly. People yeah. want to kill Sam for mm-hmm. having that shield. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of... Again, I don't want to, like, boil down the speech to any one thing, but I don't remember it word for word, so I can't tell you. <laughs> but it's, like, yeah. basically that is him being, like, I know complicated. I know right. that this is hard, but that doesn't mean you take the easy way out. Yeah. It's also, like... You chose or you were elected to be this, like, head of government. You don't yeah. get the easy way out. You chose hard. Just yeah. like he... And now, now I'm making assumptions. Not assumptions. I'm making uh, tangents. Um, just like he chose hard. Mm-hmm. He chose to be Captain America. He doesn't get to take the easy way out. Not that there is an easy way out for him, you know? You mean for Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Sam chose the hard, the hardest route when he chose to be Captain America, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. he could just continue to be Falcon and continue to be a um, military contractor, basically, yeah. which is, I think, what he was doing at the beginning of the series. Yeah. Um, and he could have just kept doing that, but mm-hmm. he's choosing the path of most resistance <laughs> because it is also the path that he sees doing the most good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... That's just what he's urging from these politicians is to do the most good with the moves that they're making. Yeah, yeah. And that's just not what they're doing. It's what they've never done. So. Yeah. It's just a very powerful scene, and I think it just also mirrors what's happening now because, mm-hmm. again, I think there's a lot of stuff that's happening in america right now including Mm -hmm. the pandemic including um everything with black lives matter Mm -hmm. um everything with every racial group stop asian hate is growing a lot recently um and it's just there's so much happening in our country let alone the world (laughs) Mm-hmm. And it feels like politicians are refusing to take action. Yeah. And it, that's it, what that scene is. Yeah, yeah. And so the, the ridiculous thing is, it's not even just like it feels like we see them not doing it. We see yeah. them taking inaction. And that's the yeah. most frustrating part. Um, and that's what that, yeah, that, that scene was just like a rousing call. Just, rousing call, just like, just do something. <laughs> something anything will literally give you brownie points <laughs> but i guess that's not happening yeah but hey um we're just a couple of girls who podcast about captain america yeah In- oh yeah, yeah 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 sorry speaking of on a completely different um note before captain before falcon and the winter soldier aired Mm-hmm. I went on TikTok and I said, oh, and yes. this, is, this is the TikTok that made Lily join TikTok. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but she was. I couldn't access first... the comments. That's so, oh, you couldn't access the comments. And I told her to look in the comments. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, excuse me, if the, the mantle has been moved on to, to Sam, mm-hmm. why is this show not called Captain America and the Winter Soldier? 
and half of the comments were like, well, it would be too confusing if we had a show called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And then there were a couple people who were like, well, he's not my Captain America. And I was like, screw Oof. you. This not Oof. your, who, who cares? I yes. like, then he's not your Captain America. Don't watch the movie. We don't need you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were people who were like, well, it's because like, he's not Captain America yet. It's going to be like, by the end of the show, he's going to be Captain America. And I was like, you've literally just described every origin story on the face of the planet. Like, mm-hmm. nobody is who they are at the beginning of their origin story. Mm-hmm. This is his origin story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when at the end of the episode, the credits rolled and it said, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> I was like, vindication! Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I said from the beginning that's what the show should have been called. <laughs> and I still think that's what the show should have been called. And I know that they're not changing the name of it on Disney Plus for any... Like, it's just right. like... It's honestly lip service for the end of right, right, the show. Right, right. Um, but, like, there are so many TV shows that are named after movies. And I know that not all of them are, like, popular. But my mm-hmm. big example was, like, if High School Musical, the musical, the series can exist. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Captain America and the Winter Soldier, the series, can it can exist. Am I not right? Am I, I'm, I'm not wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Um, I understand. I guess, not gonna, okay. I was the team, it's the journey. But then when you explain it that way, I'm like, you're right. That that makes the most sense. Like, Because it's call his it, origin story. Yeah, they didn't call it Iron Man. They, or, they called it Iron Man. They didn't call it Tony Stark, you know? Um, so when, now that I hear your point, I see your point and I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, probably it did just come down to it, but it was confusing for marketing, you know? But I still say that that's not true. The movie came out so long ago. Like, if you saw new promotional stuff for something called Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I don't really think that you'd be thinking about, like, oh, isn't that that old movie? Like, an old movie? (laughs) Like, isn't that that movie from a few years ago? Like, especially I would have. I would have. Yeah. I would have thought... I don't know what I would have thought, but I definitely would have gotten it confused from a marketing... From a being marketed to angle. I just, I just don't think it would be that complicated to market it as Captain America and the Winter Soldier. They would have, I think they would, if they would have stuck with calling it Captain America from the jump, they would have had to change something about Bucky's title. You know, I mean, they literally could have said the White Wolf because that's what the implication of what from this season is that he stopped being the Winter Soldier and he was becoming the White Wolf in Wakanda. Honestly, I would have, I would have been fine with that. Captain America and the White Wolf. That's yeah. who they are now. This is their origin story. That would have been a fine title, but I think for uh, just a mass marketing purpose, they had to. They went with Falcon Winter Soldier. But you were right. I did like the end credit, the that final vindication, and also uh, Astro how Goofy pointed out the subtitles changed, which I didn't notice. Yes. I, we watch things with subs uh, I here at my house always with subtitles. But yeah. Also, I'm not always paying attention to the subtitles. Yeah, maybe it was something we noticed at the very end. But I like when he started his speech. I maybe it's at Sam or it's at Captain America. I don't remember. But the subtitles changed, so I did like that touch. Well, it's literally like when we're just hearing him in the ear of Bucky and Sharon, it says Sam. Yeah. But it's from the moment that we see him full get up. Mm-hmm. That's when they start referring to him as Captain America in the subtitles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because last thing we, uh, after the speech, uh, just quick tie-ups that they had to do um, 
Sam went and talked to Isaiah again. And they had, I think, a, a much different understanding. Because Sam came from a place of more, more confident. He'd chosen this. This is his path. And he mm-hmm. he's not looking for Isaiah's approval. He just wants to he just wants to talk to him, you know? Yeah. And, um... And so Sam, Sam like is like I'm. I want to. I want to show you something. How did I forget this part? I cried. I cried so hard. I am. I guess not an emotional person. Every single mm-hmm. time you say that you've cried in this show and Wanda, I'm like I didn't cry. <laughs> um, I understand very, why you. I'm would very cry. sentimental, so I'm easy to get. Like I am a movie person's. I mean, I was. Dream. I, obviously, I was bawling during Endgame. Like I have been moved to tears by these movies. Right. And shows, but, like, I mean, I was definitely, like, touched in this scene. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, like, oh, like, you know, but it's I... It's a very touching scene. It's very emotional and yeah. sentimental. Um, but, so what happens? I, <laughs> so what happens is that Sam wants to take Isaiah and his grandkid somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to the Smithsonian, and they walk through Steve's exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um... And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just love seeing Steve's exhibit. I know the scene is not about that, but I love seeing it. It's just okay. so fun for me. And then, Everyone had that reaction. My roommate was the same way. She kind of, like, had tuned out. And then she saw this. She watched the final episode with us. Um, and she saw, she was like, Steve! And I was like, no, it's not the time! I know that it's not the time, and I know that I shouldn't even be interjecting with that thought right now. But, like, there is just something about seeing that exhibit. I wish it was real. Like, that's all I'm gonna say. Honestly. Um, and then... They walk into, like, a little side room, mm-hmm. um, which, if you've ever been to a museum, exists everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they come upon this huge exhibit mm-hmm. about Isaiah. Mm-hmm. The things he went through, the things, the his unit, who'd been experimented on, had yeah, gone through. how he saved yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And there's a statue to Isaiah as well. Yeah. It's modeled after, I think, a younger version of him. Yeah, and yeah, probably the last known version of him. Yeah, because he's technically dead, and I think that's reflected in the exhibit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a very touching moment, and mm-hmm. um, Isaiah is obviously very taken aback by mm-hmm. it, and like is appreciative because he never thought he'd see something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? He he wanted to be forgotten and obviously to live a, a, a fulfilling life for him, mm-hmm. being forgotten was, was a part of that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he deserved to be erased. And I think that's what Sam did for him. Yeah. He made sure that his legacy was remembered. Yeah. And, um, and it's like a big theory that the super soldier serum that's going around in this show mm-hmm. is directly from Isaiah. If that's yeah. the living Sam, sample. Sam confirms it. Confirms it. It was taken from him. Oh. And Sam says to Isaiah in this scene, like, now they'll never forget you. Mm-hmm. Or they'll never forget what you did. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. um, I know that this is the cynic part, cynical part of me that was thinking that, but like when that, when that scene was happening, I was like, people are not going to remember him. Like, <laughs> No, like, I mean, it's in a museum now, which means that it's, it, it is, it exists, you know, like, yeah. you can go to the museum and you can learn about it. No, but just think about how, how many things we didn't learn about in high school and that they're in museums and you can learn about them there. Mm-hmm. Like, not everyone has access to the Smithsonian. 
Well, that's also down to teaching, but the Smithsonian as a museum system is actually really accessible. They are free to access. And even if you, a lot of people can't get to DC, um, they, they publish books about their exhibits. They have photos, um, online things, of course, now, mm-hmm. uh, of virtual exhibits. And the, the flip side of that is if you are a kid, especially in D.C. with a very high uh, black and brown population, and you're, like, dragged to the Smithsonian Museum or whatever, can you imagine walking into that room? Yeah. As much as it felt like a, a, a sentimental gesture, I do think I under... I think that's what Sam... the be, That was the best Sam could do with his ability mm-hmm. with the amount of respect he had in D.C. Yeah. And you saw what it meant to Isaiah. You saw what it meant to his uh, grand grandson, I assume. He's the grandson, yeah. Um, and I... that That's what I thought of when I saw that, of just, like, these fictional kids walking into a room like that, you know? Yeah. I think that this is a duality. I think both can exist. Okay, yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Like, it is a meaningful thing to have in a museum for people to see. Mm-hmm. I also think it's a small stepping stone to a grander um, necessity of knowledge. And then, yeah, that's that's pretty much the episode. And then there's an end credit scene with Sharon. Um, oh, yeah. Just... The real thing, I, last thing I want to talk about is just they had a cookout. I, they were celebrating. Cookout. It was beautiful to see. All I want to say is Bucky was literally invited to the cookout because of course he is. It's fantastic. And I was just, joy joy matters, you know? Celebration matters. And I'm glad uh, Sam got to have his. I'm yeah. glad Sam and Bucky got to have theirs. Yeah. Because it was just, it was such a good scene. It was it's, good. And it wasn't like drawn out and long and like, no. look at this. It was just like, this is a normal thing of life. They're but going to celebrate. But there's also so much information in that one scene that is just <laughs> so good. Like, again, chef's kiss. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, and just to quickly say what the after credits scene was, because we don't really want to dwell on it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Sharon being in that same space as John Walker when he was stripped of his Captain oh, America identity. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Sharon is there um, gaining her mm-hmm. her old identity back as her records clear her record whatever she wants she's been pardoned she has her old job back Mm -hmm. um and she puts on a very good show being very thankful for that and Mm -hmm. the second she's out of the building she calls up her contacts and is like i got access to everything Mm -hmm. um so there's that so i think um that's building up to her being kind of a villain absolutely it'll be interesting to see yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm actually, mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty excited for Sharon as a villain. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see her character arc and her development because once we got past this like bumpy origin story of hers, yeah, we can go. I forward. mean, I think it's going to turn into a redemption. Mm-hmm. So I think like whatever Captain America four brings us, yeah. that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the fourth Captain America movie. Um, mm. I think it's yeah. Bring I guess us... they won't start it over. Yeah. It's going to bring us more Zemo, it's going to bring us more mm-hmm. Sharon, and it's going to bring us more John Walker. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. Do you um, do you think Sebastian Stan's contract is up, or do you think he's in for another another no, one? No, I think, I think he's in for a while. Okay. Um, I think that Bucky is going to be a part of this this Captain America's legacy for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In a more present way. Instead that of a sense. haunting way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for Sebastian Stan. 
Truly, though, I, I think one of the best parts about this show was actually getting to hear him talk mm-hmm. for more than a couple lines. Right, yeah. Because we didn't really get to see Bucky's personality until this... Bucky was complete fanon for most of us. It was all headcanon, all just mm. us imagining this is who this character is. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. in this show, we are capable of actually seeing, oh, he is a person. Right, right. Because we're seeing sense. more of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Highly recommend The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's really good. You, I would say the only thing um, that you would need to watch before this, because like with WandaVision, there was a lot. This one, I would say, obviously the Captain America movies... Um, and Civil War, which is a Captain America movie. For some reason, I mm-hmm. keep thinking it's, like, an Avenger, if that makes sense. I mean, there's um, so many of them in there. That is, there's it, so many in there. Um, so, yeah, I would say just the Captain Americas. I would actually gather to say that you only need to watch the things that Sam is in prominently. Okay, yeah. Um, so I would say that you would only need to watch Winter Soldier, Civil yeah. War, and... Maybe not watch Infinity War or Endgame, but, like, just know that that's a thing that happens in the universe. Yeah, Wikipedia You don't want to commit to that. But anyways, the show was incredibly good. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a really good job, and the the eye to detail all over was was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was really impressed. I was really impressed with um, Falcon Winter Soldier, because, like I said, I thought this would just be punchy-punchy bro time. It was not. We got a whole allegory on race. <laughs> I mean, is it an allegory? It's just Metaphor? There. It's just there. It's just yeah. part of it threaded through. Yeah. It's very good. It's very good. It's very good. That's all we can say about it. Um, with that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. You can follow me on um, TikTok at mm-hmm. some fangirl. You can check out our website, earthsmightiestfangirls.com, and you can email us at amfangirls at gmail.com. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would really help the podcast um, mm-hmm. out if you did that. Like, we would raise up, like, the algorithm would, like, do things for us, I guess. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're also on Spotify and Stitcher and lots of other places. Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing. Mm-hmm.